Game Time Decisions. Brendan Grace Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As we got, I am Gabriel Morenzi. In our Weehawken Studios, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart in uh, Toronto. Uh, Mark Lawrence will join us off the top, uh, throwing it down in uh, Florida, where I believe it's uh, it's cooler than uh, than usual, but still uh, still a lot warmer than it is uh, on the uh, the real uh, East uh, Coast. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to get to on the program uh, today. Um, conference tournament uh, action has begun with the Horizon League. There's more action in the Horizon and some other conferences uh, tonight. I've got Champions League soccer going on as we speak. Manchester United trying to shock the world uh, here. And uh, they're up 2-1 right now. They need another goal, though, uh, of course. So we'll keep our eye on this. Uh, we've got uh, Roma and Porto going on. NBA basketball. Uh, Lou Gamblu. Uh, com will join us. We'll talk some UFC, a little NHL. Maybe we'll take a look at the NFL, updated NHL uh, future odds. I got screwed in the NHL last night. Three games, <laughs> three shootout losses. It's a cold world. There's uh, Cam Stewart. Let's bring in uh, Mark Lawrence. Mark, always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing just great, Gabe. Uh, a little cool snap down here in South Florida, but uh, still 75 degrees and nobody's complaining. Oh, 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 75. That's 75. Oh, that's great. Ranieri was complaining that it was like 52 degrees or something this morning. <laughs> I'll die for morning, 52. Yes. <laughs> Tell me it's, it's 22 in New York today. It's colder than usual. A little cool in New York today, 22 degrees. Um, so, uh, Cam, good, good to talk to you. Cam was hey, on uh, with us uh, this morning. We'll replay uh, Cam's interview. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we probably, hey, Gabe, I, I got some golf picks. <laughs> we probably should just re- replay it. So, uh, we'll keep our eye on this on this uh, Champions League soccer that I should never, ever bet. I don't know why I do this. I always jump in. Oh, Champions League's on. Oh, I'll get in on this. Then I lose 200 bucks or something. But uh, Mark, college basketball in full effect. Horizon action that began last night. Uh, Alliance football continues. And let's just quickly start off with the Alliance League. Um, they played 16 games in the Alliance League. 12 of them have now gone under the number. It's a pretty strong trend we have going on. 12 and 4 to the under. Yeah, I guess they, they'll keep lowering the numbers, but it doesn't seem like the offenses are about to catch up. Uh, you know, Quite frankly, there's not a lot of great quarterback play in this league, uh, Mark, and not a lot of great offenses. Defenses are ahead of the curve right now. For sure. I mean, it looks like uh, it's a development league uh, from top to bottom. And, you know, the bottom line here is that they are not putting points on the scoreboard and the quarterbacks are indeed struggling. Uh, but still, it's not a bad brand of football, better than arena league football, if you will. You know, they play real football by real rules. Uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's real football. You know what yeah. it looks like, Mark, for the most part? It looks like the second half of an NFL preseason game. There you it's go. a good call. It's a good call. With better production and more enthusiasm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I I'll might tell go you what. to say the first half of a preseason football Yes, game. okay. No, no, good call. Yeah, first half preseason. Yeah, no, preseason game. It's like, yeah, it's not bad, but I'll tell you, Orlando guys, by far the class of this league. And, you know, you're only getting like plus 160 or something now if you bet a future. But, you know, I've watched this league through and through right now. And, uh, whoa, goal goal oh no 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 i got too anxious you what sure did saying? buddy offside 
What's going on here? When Son will you? A... The question is, when will you jump in when you see? See, that's the thing. It's all about adaptation and adjusting. So you guys know you're playing this league a lot more than me. I can't lie. I've only bet a few games in this league when it's on. I haven't bet every single time. So when do you guys, Gabe and Mark, look at the line and go, now it's too low to jump on because they're going to make reactions. If uh, 12 times it's going under the number, you know eventually they're going, hey, we don't want to get smoked here. What do we do? When, when do you jump in, fellas? That's the well, question. Cam. They started out week one, the, the totals were generically 52 and 50 yeah, and stuff. Too high. Too yeah, high. now we're seeing totals in the 36 and a half range <laughs> and stuff. Wow. I haven't seen numbers yet for this week. Mark, have you seen numbers uh, for week five yet? No, I'm waiting on them right now as we speak, Gabe, because we're, we want to crank this newsletter it's out. It's like waiting for the man, that song, Mark. We're waiting, exactly. you're waiting for the man. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to see uh, high 30s, maybe a low 40 in a game or two. But, you know, the bottom line is they're doing what they need to do. They need to make these adjustments, and there will be a regression happening here. Sooner than later, I think these offenses are going to be kicking in gear uh, once the players are all on the same page. But, you know, bottom line here is until they do, you have to look at the unders or don't play the totals. You know what it is too, Cam, if you watch this league, is the teams do well sort of in between the 20s. There's trouble in the red zone in this That's league. a great call, Gabe. That's exactly what's happening. Isn't it, Mark? League. You're doing yes. the data and the yards, right? Teams are going up and down the field, but they're having a really hard time punching it in once they get inside the red zone because it's a trickier. you got to make plays, not as much space to move around. But I'm telling you, Mark, that's the big thing, red zone, red zone issues. Teams are moving the ball. Like it's not like it's loser football that no one can do anything. They're just having a tougher time punching it in. And another thing for the total as well, guys, is the mandatory two really messes with things. And it's really beneficial. So you get a touchdown, and quite frankly, like they're not great getting the twos either. There's one team that's like seven for seven or something. Like San Antonio is pretty good at it. But for the most part, so even when you get a touchdown, it's like you get six. There's a lot of sort of like in increments of nine, six, three, and six, six, nine, six, and, and then, you know, 15, nine, et cetera. It's hard. You're not getting that clean ride. Like no one's really nailing the twos all the time as well. I'll, you know, I, I'm expecting some 36 and a halfs this week, some 38 and a halfs. Uh, a pretty wise, uh, sharp guy on Twitter, uh, one of our listeners and viewers, uh, sent a tweet in a uh, picture. He was playing us out there in, uh, in West Virginia at the sports books. Uh, smart guy, Mark. He, he, just, he went in blindly. He played every game in the AFL last week, first half under and game under. <laughs> and he killed it. Brilliant. <laughs> he absolutely well, you killed it. Uh, when you mentioned about uh, some of the yards not matching the points, perfect case last week, the Atlanta Legends, uh, they went into Arizona and beat them 14-11. to You look at the yards in that game, Atlanta put up 454 yards of offense, uh, Arizona 310 yards. That's 764 yards of offense, 25 combined total points were scored in the game. It was so much between the 20s, as you mentioned here. They got to the red zone, they got lost. We're seeing a lot of that in this football league here this year. It's because these quarterbacks aren't cal capable enough, caliber enough, to finish the deal here. That's exactly what's happening in the league. Before we get into the games, and no point spreads yet, uh, guys, but Mark Lawrence has been killing it all year long. Go to theplaybook.com, uh, get get the newsletter, the AF uh, weekly uh, newsletter. Uh, Mark, but just quickly before we get to, to the games uh, tonight, um, I'm, you know, I'm always uh, I'm a believer. I'm a disciple in your elite eight elements uh, that it takes to win a national championship, and I'm already sort of 
doing my research around them. Um, but Gonzaga aren't going to meet the requirement of being in a major conference. They're not going to meet that requirement. I don't, you know, that's the, you know, can we hold that against the mark? Because I got to tell you, Gonzaga are looking like a play on team to me in the, in the plus seven hundred, plus eight hundred range to win the tournament. Where they're looking uh, like a number one seed for sure. You know, the bottom line amongst those elements is the fact that you have to check these boxes, and when you check these boxes, if any of them are missing, you don't take her to the dance. And one of the fact that's missing here for Gonzaga is the fact that they play in a very, very weak conference. That usually ends up biting teams like this, and uh, I think it'll end up happening most likely here again this year. You can get enamored with all of what Gonzaga does. I mean, they're the only team in the country, top ten, in uh, offensive field goal percentage, defensive field goal percentage, and rebound margin. But they do it against Sisters of the Poor. And when they go up against better basketball teams, it's when they end up ultimately being exposed. So uh, it's going to be difficult having them not qualify for these eight elements. But the fact of the matter is, as you said, they will not because of where they reside. Yet, yet, I'm looking right now, and their strength of schedule is actually 19th somehow. I, I really don't know how. <laughs> uh, you know, to be honest, uh, when you look at the conference that they play in, I really don't understand how. They oh, they played. Teams. I guess because they played. They played Duke earlier. Is it yeah. something to do with maybe some earlier matchups? It has to be. Right. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, but they shouldn't make up for that. I, it still should be around 55, 60. I wouldn't think like nine. I would feels either. very low. Very I would even think it would be like. Oh, yeah. I was wondering like if they'd be in the top seventy-five. Yeah, Ken Palm, if you look at Ken Palm's ratings, he's got them as the number two ranked team in the country here. And while he's got them a tad lower on adjusted strength of schedule, you know, the bottom line is they're not negative in the strength of schedule. They're, you know, they're positive, like Virginia's plus 9.56, Duke plus 12.09, Michigan State 12.62, Gonzaga only plus 3.63. So as Cam mentions here, those games that they did play, obviously, weighed into helping their strength of schedule here. But uh, the truth is, the, f- the bottom line here is, uh, I bought a ticket on them early because I saw this basketball team just cruising to get there. And, and I know the price will be cheaper when they get there, but the bottom line here is I'd be stunned if they were to cut down the nets. Mark Lawrence, uh, Playbook.com with us. I love the price, guys, 55-1 uh, to 1 on Kansas State. It's FanDuel Sportsbook in Jersey. 55 for one. Excellent uh, price. K- yeah, Texas Tech, too. I think they're another yeah. team we should they're watch. 21 to one. Yeah, I wish we got a little more, but they're good. Still yeah, a good that's team. Great yeah. price, Gabe. Great price. Great price. Yeah. Texas Tech, like I, mean, 40. I mean, look, uh, yeah, Big 12 is one of the best conferences. You got the best teams in the best, one of the best conferences at 21 to one and 55 to one. But let's take a look at some of the games. And um, since the account took a beating last night, that Cam, I don't even know if I have anything left in it. I might, maybe a couple. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you till like a break because we love Mark and everything. We got to keep the keep 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 the positivity. We'll take a look at it yeah. later. But uh, <laughs> I made a trip out to the sports book this afternoon. After oh, the nice, show. good for yeah, you. I had buddy. to handle ha- handle my business. But Mark, it sucks. You can't bet on uh, Jersey teams here. And I actually like Rutgers tonight against Penn State, <laughs> so I can't bet that game. Couldn't bet the Seton Hall game. But a lot of teams on the bubble tonight, Mark. Um, Seton Hall must win game against Marquette tonight. And I don't know if they're going to be able to get it, to be honest. Um, Georgetown uh, on the road. And I tell you, I'm pulling for Patrick Ewing and the Hoyas. People sort of gave up on them a couple of weeks ago, Mark, but they're lingering. They've been racking up the wins. And I tell you, they win a couple of more games. It's going to be hard to keep Georgetown out of the tournament. Huge game for Georgetown tonight at, uh, at DePaul. 
We'll hit this on the other side. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Game time decisions continue. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Tensions are uh, rising in the Champions League. 2-1 Manchester United. They're in the 67th minute uh, right now. Uh, meanwhile, uh, FC Porto is up 2-1 on Roma. Uh, they're in the 62nd minute. Except uh, we should note, of course, uh, Roma beat Porto 2-1 a couple of weeks ago in Italy. So uh, now they're all tied. But my bet on Roma which would be in regulation. Like, uh, wouldn't wouldn't matter what happens after the fact, but whatever. We have to get there first. You know, you know, crazy stuff's going to start to happen in the next 20 minutes. It always does uh, when it comes to spa soccer. All right, we're in conversation with Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Uh, uh, me and Mark are both anxiously awaiting uh, the Alliance uh, Football League's uh, Week 5 lines. We don't have them, but we know uh, we got college basketball uh, tonight. We were just talking uh, about some of these bubble teams. Before um, before we get to some of the other games, I was just talking about uh, Georgetown and Patrick Ewing. They're on the bubble, Mark. I mean, I think about a week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago, people thought, ah, Georgetown's not going to be able to get there. But they've got up to 19 wins right now. They still have their conference tournament coming up. They can't lose this game tonight. They get to 20 tonight, get a couple of wins in the tournament. It's going to be hard to keep Georgetown and Patrick Ewing out of the March Madness tournament. It will for sure, Gabe. Uh, If they get the 20 wins, it'll also mean they have a winning record inside the Big East Conference, which goes a long, long way towards getting uh, an invite to the dance, especially with 20 victories coming out of that particular conference here. That makes this a huge game for them tonight, and I look for a big effort by them in this contest. I think they get it done. I I, I played a small play. Quickly on uh, Florida Gators, LSU. Uh, Florida pretty much find themselves. Florida's got some work to do, too. Big game, but I know you love those revenge spots, Mark. But I still think the Gators win tonight. Well, it's a tough call because, you know, the games basically pick them now as we speak, and LSU's playing a really, really good brand of basketball. They do have that revenge from that home loss, but I'd normally be on LSU. I just don't like the way the game's set up. Florida comes in here after having the rug pulled out of them as a favorite. LSU comes in off the win. I'm going to pass the basketball game, and I think the oddsmaker did a great job with this price setting it pick. Tough call, tough game for me. Mark, taking a look at the the coffee club, and by the way, great reading, everybody. You you bring up some really good points about uh, some really tight conferences. And i got to tell you, I really like the write-up tonight with Duquesne and St. Louis. The Billikens are a team that have been good to me in the past, and uh, they seem to be in the catbird seat in a really good situation in a really, really tight conference, Mark. 
Yeah, it's a huge basketball game if you look at it, uh, you know, for what uh, it all means here, as for, especially for sure for St. Louis in the contest here. Uh, it's a statement-making game, if you will. You're going to catch Duquesne off a big revenge win over Massachusetts. they got another revenge game on deck with Dayton. And I love the fact that their head coach, St. Louis, Travis Ford, when he's been favored in his last home games nine times, he's won the money all nine games. He's playing with same-season revenge here. I like the setup. I think St. Louis rolls in this contest tonight. Uh, some nice numbers uh, with the Billikens uh, tonight. Some other interesting uh, games this evening. We mentioned Rutgers. Rutgers been a nice story this year. be quite an accomplishment. If they win this game, they'll actually have a winning record. Uh, above. They'll be above uh, ground at 15-14. and 14. Um, other other games uh, here tonight, Creighton and uh, Providence uh, on the board. Uh, we've got NBA basketball as well. You know, a game we didn't talk about, actually, guys. I bet it. Uh, late night game. A couple other ones. Clemson, big game at Notre Dame tonight. Uh, they're on the bubble. They need to win this game tonight. And uh, nice game out west. And marketing has been uh, playing better basketball for the last month or so. And I've, I've played them a couple of times. And uh, they've cashed for us. The San Diego State Aztecs. Aztecs are starting to get it going a little bit now, Mark. Eight and two, last ten games, been covering numbers. Uh, they get Fresno State tonight uh, in San Diego. I like the Aztecs to get it done, short price. A nice spot for here for the Aztecs tonight, as you mentioned, Gabe. They got that 22-point loss that they suffered up at Fresno earlier in the basketball season here. I think that's the motivator for them and the fact, as you mentioned here, they're playing, I think, their best basketball of the season right now. I can only look to San Diego State in this game. Another team on the bubble, uh, San Diego State. They, they would have to rack up a couple of more couple of more wins. Can't wait. The tournament is uh, less than two weeks away now. Um, tonight, two weeks from tonight, they'll be the second uh, the second round of the play-in game, guys. So uh, it's around the corner. It's here. Yep. You know what they're, what they're doing here, 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 guys, is uh, I noticed the scheduling is a little bit whacked out with the Conference USA doing these bonus games here. They're kind of rescheduling here, tweaking their schedules to try and benefit themselves for better positioning for the NCAA basketball tournament to get more teams into the tourney here. And uh, I don't know if it's going to work for them or not, but, you know, the bottom line here is there is a game on the card tonight that I think the odds maker made a mistake on. And I'm not usually a person to say that because I really respect the odds maker and I just handicap the lines that he puts out. But I look deep and hard at this uh, at a game here tonight where you've got a team playing that is number one in the country in turnover margin, number two in the country in steals, they're a dog to a team that is ranked dead last in the country in rebound margin. Nobody, everybody rebounds against this basketball team. I'm talking Florida International playing with revenge against Marshall here tonight. Florida International is playing their best brand of basketball right now. They've won and covered four games in a row. I thought this game was going to come in around a pick, and they bring Marshall seven points as we're speaking here tonight. I'm going to say I'm calling it an odds-maker error game here tonight. I'm all over the Panthers in this game. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us. And before we get Mark out of here, a couple of quick NBA hits, courtesy of the Coffee Club. Uh, some teams really playing, uh, trending to uh, to the over. The New Orleans Pelicans, 10-0 and to the over in their last 10 games against the Utah Jazz. So Pels and Jazz, last 10 times they played, it's gone over the number. Meanwhile, the Utah Jazz are 12-3 and to the over in their last 15 games as conference road favorites, in which they are tonight in Bayou country, uh, lane four. Four and a half, as Mark says, connect the dots, people, um, with the total in that game. 
And um, looking uh, looking at the NBA tonight, the Lakers, uh, Mark, Lakers are pretty much done. And you know, I guess tonight could sort of be one of the final nails in that coffin. I think that Clipper game was pretty much it. Tonight, tonight could be it. Point spread up to five and a half, though. What, 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 what do you make of the Lakers here tonight? Uh, I Listen, it goes against my DNA. I generally don't like laying points with, with a team on the road, and Denver's not a great road team either. Um, but with that being stated, I could see the wheels just falling off for the Lakers tonight and uh, that happen out, Mark. I don't see them. If they fall behind by 12 points or something in the third quarter, going into the fourth, I don't see them digging down. I could see Denver sort of putting a nail in their coffin tonight. Well, the Lakers don't win tonight. You can get the nail gun out and apply it because they're dead, <laughs> like you mentioned. <laughs> uh, you know, but they, if there's, this will be the supreme test. I mean, they're here off of this ugly home loss, and they've got 32-point revenge against Denver from earlier this basketball season. If they've got anything at all left in their arsenal, it will come out here tonight for the Lakers here. So I'll use this as my main gauge. If they win, that keeps that little playoff hope alive. But if they don't, like I say, start riveting away. I was Mark looking too, Mark, and uh, Gabe sent me the coffee club. But uh, Denver, not a fan of a uh, hump day. 0-5, it says, digging deep in the database. The Nougats don't like uh, Wednesdays, Mark. Uh, not bringing their best uh, work to the table midweek. 0-5, not good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help their chances here at all in this basketball game. I'm going to be a little bit surprised. Uh, LeBron James sits at home and doesn't make the playoffs here after having been there, what, 13 or 14 years in a row. Makes his big move out west, and people are going to end up asking themselves, you know, did he go out there to, to help the Lakers? Did he go out there to build his... Uh, his life Rant, after Rant. basketball. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. thinking. That's what we're thinking. Yep. I think uh, I think it's, yeah, he went there to build his brand. Yeah. Mark Lawrence. Stuff with two chains. Love you, Mark. Playbook.com. It's available on your mobile devices as well. Uh, go to the, the Google Play Store, the uh, the Playbook Cube uh, version. Uh, Mark, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Hey, my pleasure, as always, guys. Enjoy the games and be well. There's uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us, like uh, St. Louis Billikens tonight, laying the points against uh, Duquesne. I like what he said there, too. Usually the odds makers don't make a mistake when Mark caps the game with his supercomputer as a pick. We're getting seven points with Florida International, Gabe. I know nothing about this game. Can't say I capped it, even looked at it. I'll blindly go on Florida International with Mark's advice uh, if we're talking seven points. That's a lot of points. Well, I tell you what, I jumped in, uh, Cam, and... um, you want? Uh, I got some tickets for you, buddy. Today, I'm not screwing around. Tickets? Who's got big, tickets? Big, big Art Julio would be proud. <laughs> yeah. Big, Big Art Julio would be proud. And uh, I was placing my action with such authority, like people were starting to like come around. Oh, you? What's up with that game? What uh, sounds like you're yeah. confident? I'm like, no. I guess I guess I sounded confident. Like, like <laughs> I bet on uh, took my boys. LIU, Long Island University. Oh, yeah. I think uh, good call. Long Island University. Yeah, good call. Early start. Playing against Sacred Heart. Bobby Valentine and Sacred Heart. (laughs) We got some local New York action going on here, Ken. That's your conference. That's your conference, buddy. I was thinking that because I know my buddy, uh, I told you my buddy Lou, not Gamblu, but my other buddy Lou from uh, the business when I used to work at uh, the other station. He was a graduate of Stony Brook, so... Every time we talk, he'd tell me about Stony Brook conference play. But, yeah, that's that's your conference, buddy. It's right in your wheelhouse yeah, in your high, backyard there. <laughs> Sacred Heart, Stony Brook, High Point. <laughs> high Point. Uh, 
You know what's so stupid, though? So think of the stupidity of this. And like I said, guys, I like Rutgers in this game. I think Rutgers beats Penn State. So I can't bet Rutgers, yet I can bet the Long Island game. <laughs> no, it's very true. You know, You're right. It's like if you think I have the power to fix a Rutgers game because it's close, to be honest, LIU's campus is a lot closer than Piscataway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're not taking bets on, like, you know, one side of the water, but the other side. Like, yeah, no problem. We'll take your Sacred Heart action. But, oh, no, no, no. We can't take that Seton Hall bet. It's, an, it's actually an excellent point. Like, that game's still on the board. People are going to bet it. And I hate to say it. If you could get to somebody, I could get to somebody on Sacred Heart in Long Island probably easier Hell of a lot than easier somebody on Marquette Hall. Seton Hall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that game goes off at 632. Excellent point. No, smaller schools, people still bet these games. It's just funny, like, I'm pretty sure, like, we did the mile check. It's closer than Rutgers is to the book. But anyway, game time decision continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports our Radio Network. We're into the 82nd minute, and uh, Paris, Manchester United up on uh, Paris Saint Germain right now, two-one uh, in the 82nd minute. Meanwhile, in Portugal, uh, Portuguese Joe uh, taking in the game at the local Portuguese cafe. Two-one uh, right. FC Porto. But uh, yeah, you would you say you said uh, Joe's a Benfica guy? Yeah, yeah, uh, we called. It's funny because uh, when Joe's around, I remember we were driving around in the car and uh, his mom called and he put her on speaker and she, oh, Benfica, like when Benfica scored, like she has the love for Benfica, like Joe tells me, like her, her I think she's like 90 something years old too, she never misses a Benfica game, like he puts her on speaker when Benfica plays and they had a huge win this week and they're on top of the table uh, in, the, in, the, in that league. So yeah, no, uh, yeah, so Joe, uh, Joe's more, uh, you know, he'll, he'll kind of just sit there and soak it in but his mom pure benfica they um yeah fc porto and benfica that's like uh, red Sox yankees yeah, i know deeper <laughs> exactly <laughs> true they don't they don't beat the crap out of each other though i'm not saying there's never been a fight you know what i mean well, mutual respect, but they don't get along they don't get along no nah, i don't know if there's a respect but no nah, they it's like benfica's in lisbon I've been to the stadium, Cam. It's quite impressive, actually. Uh, they got this massive eagle outside. Um, yeah, you know, in Portugal, you know, like in a lot of uh, – yeah, Portugal's Europe, but it's basically – it's very sort of South American, right? It's kind of a weird – Very much it's a weird. It, it's a weird dichotomy, like Portugal. It's almost like it's misplaced on the map. But so it's, it's, sort, it's sort of European. Lisbon's very European. Yeah, you know I mean, you feel like you're sort of in Europe, but it's sort of like you're in Spain. It's next to Spain, but anyways, it's a unique place. Portugal is a very cool place. Um, 
So they have, like, you know, in Brazil and Argentina, there's a lot of those sort of, like, really big sort of, like, statues of Christ and stuff like that. And, you know, Christ the Redeemer, and they have the saints and whatever. So there's one in Lisbon, too. It's pretty freaking big. It's impressive. It's on, like, the top of the hill in the city and stuff. You know, Jesus is outstretched and stuff. And I was sitting at a bar, and a guy was telling me about how um, the statue, Jesus' statue, his arms weren't outstretched. But, of course, Benfica. Benfica beat FC Porto for the championship years ago. <laughs> And he swears to God the statue moved. Yes. The arms were extended in, in celebration. Yes, exactly. Except the thing is, like, you can't say that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Like, no, no, no. no. Like, they're, yeah, like, they're, yeah, yeah. like, it's not a lie if you believe it. So that they sort of buy in. But, yeah. yeah, ask Joe about it. Like, Benfica's in Lisbon, and FC Porto is in, in like, the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the fisherman uh, area. Yeah, he's so in the mountains. The he's yeah, a so place called Chavez. Sort of. They think that, uh, like, people, Benfica fans think, like, Porto are all, like, farmers and fishermen and hicks. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and people that, look at Benfica Tim. like, you guys you guys think you're king shit because you're in Lisbon and you're in the big Ex- city and stuff, you know? Abs- yeah, Joe explained that all to me. Like, Benfica's kind of like the rich team type, type of thing there, even though, like, his mom is not. Like, they're very regal, but you also have to understand, and you know this. You know, if you're, you're a Benfica fan. Sister, they've been around for a long time. That's the thing. They're, 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 yeah. It's legendary. It's like being a Yankee fan. It's yes. like it's like I said, like they're the they're the historic front runners of the league, and uh, I got roped in because my father lived in Portugal, and uh, all of his friends were Benfica guys. <laughs> so awesome! I used to watch the games like in Montreal and little Portugal, and uh, you know I you know but like you right I like uh, my team uh, one of my teams was a settable. Terrible camp, because <laughs> like, I I've been to their stadium, holds like you know nine thousand people. Like they're sort of it's very like low brow. It's like yeah, I like these guys, and they, they they upset teams sometimes. That's what I like about this European soccer stuff. You can't avoid teams because of relegation and stuff, right? So like basically the settable team, they were like a little team, and Benfica and Porto used to laugh at them, right? You know, like you have a little stadium, fourteen thousand. You're up there in, in a hill there in, in the Azores. Like you're you're a bunch of hicks, and they played themselves in a league. I was there when it was like the first time. Like they were so happy, like that Benfica was forced to play on their shitty pitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's there was no way out of it. That's the best part. I, I would love to see the relegation part added uh, to to the American sports scene. It would. You want to see teams not tank? I agree. Tell them you're, you're out of the damn league. You're, you don't know. No, no, abs- you tell them. No, no. I sorry, know. New York Knicks. You don't get the first pick of the draft because you're the worst team in the league. You're out of the league. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> I love it. Mean, trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I think, well, think about even in the premiership, right? Like Sheffield, Sheffield uh, United, they used to be there. Boom. They're, now they're in English Division Premier 1, so they got to play Wednesday and all that stuff because I know a lot of Brits, too, so... They're going through the situation. I, lo- I love it. I, I, but the problem is, I believe in relegation, too. How do we do it, though? We need teams yeah, in the American Hockey League to the NHL to be good enough to do the regulation. That's what separates soccer, right? There's no other system we can have to do it. Trust me. If you, you were in charge, I would. <laughs> that's right. See ya. You guys are gone. I would, I would love it, though. I would love it. <laughs> it would be great. Oh, who's your team in Portugal? Set a ball? 
Is that your? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're ahead of Joe's. Joe's team's in uh, 17 of 18. I go, where are you from, Joe? Chavez. They're horrible. Yeah, so where's what place are Setable in, like 14th? Setable's in 14th, and Joe's team, Chavez, is 17 out of 18. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like Setable will never win. Like, now they just hang on, like, for dear life. They're ahead of Joe's team. (laughs) They're they're ahead of them. (laughs) Whoever the Baron is. Yeah, you you don't know who Chavez? No, they must be like sort of. They must have just played themselves into the big leagues like recently. He says they're in the mountains. Like he, I think he's in. Uh, he tells me like about Portugal. Like his family, where they're from, uh, they're higher up. Uh, they're they're mountain people. So yeah, but it's interesting. His uh, mom's like apparently they have like a Benfica room in the house and stuff with like all memorabilia and everything. Yeah, one day I'll go over. Uh, I've been there. I've been to his cousin's uh, house, but no, not 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 their uh, mom. Your father's father got a Benfica a room. Life. When, no, and I asked him, uh, I was with him, and somebody asked him, uh, how you like living in Portugal? He goes, ah, it's, it's all right. He goes, it's a great country, but there's too many Portuguese people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Your dad's—he was the best man. <laughs> great lines. <laughs> That's a great line. It's great. Too many Portuguese. <laughs> Thanks. Like Portugal, pretty much was the beginning of the, his demise. To be honest, man. Like real, like uh, real cheap wine out there and stuff. That's and the thing. Like that's what like, they live like a very like you see Joe. Like my, they live. Oh, I know. Like people in Portugal. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, they don't really even work. Like, they sort of, like, you know, they all inherit Great a point. house or a property. Excellent they, point. They, they just yeah. sort of sit around drinking wine and cooking all day. And, like, they That's what they'll do a little thing to make a no. couple of bucks. But then they'll, yeah. No, yeah. like, they don't, He's, they don't, like, live to work. Like, work is just, yeah, yeah, whatever. I got to get a new tire for my bicycle or whatever. Like, like, same Francis like that. People are, like, they'll work for a couple hours and then, do live their life for a month or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just get money to do something they want. They're not living this sort of nine-to-five lifestyle there. It's a different, different point. sort of lifestyle oh, yeah. culture, you know? He comes home, and I'm doing the radio show. Usually he comes in during the DFS hour, right? All he's doing all day is, like, working deals and going out for coffee and, like, drinks with his buddies. Like, some days it's alcohol, oh, love, some days it's coffee. They love espresso and coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. He hangs, out, he hangs out in the Portuguese bar. He brought me there. He's like, Cam, the soup's free. I go, free? And they just keep on bringing out the bread's free. I, I remember we got our bill at the end. He goes, how much you think the bill is? I go, ah, I think it's going to be about, like, 170 It's like, 32 bucks. He's just laughing. Ah, ha, ha. Three rounds for free. You know what I mean? It's just, that's what they do, Gabe. He works his ass off for, like, a day or whatever, and then the rest of it is like lounging and he told me the same thing for montreal because he used to live in montreal like you he says they're like oh they take two weeks off and whatever they force you like unless you're doing radio or like a government job they force you to take time off work to relax different uh, european culture out there you you should know you live there everyone's uh, uh, not doing anything (laughs) they have uh the only thing is the the siestas are annoying (laughs) <laughs> the the they have like uh like you you know it's all cool like you get used to it, i guess when you're there yeah. but you know but like when you're you're a consumer or something yeah you know i mean like once i was i was in lisbon dude i'm walking around it's like three in the afternoon everything was closed camp like you know what i mean like friday afternoon like like they shut it down bro <laughs> like i'm not kidding like they shut shit down for like two to three hours and it's, it's, it's like they're basically like, F this. I'm not staying here for eight hours straight. What are you, crazy? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I like their style. Basically. Like, they really are. They're like, listen, 
I've been in the store for four hours. I'm leaving for two, three hours, and I'll be back. Yeah. And I'll do another three, four hours. But I'm not staying here for eight straight hours. Like, I like their the style, too. Work. They go out yeah, to yeah, lunch, absolutely. and they drink wine for two, three hours. <laughs> like, You're so right. I'm telling you, like, shit shuts down. Like, you know, oh, shit, they're going to close down for a couple hours. Right? And it's not like they're going to church. Like, people go to sleep. They go get, you know, they go drink wine for a couple hours. Like, like I said, they're not controlled, man, by bosses and stuff in Europe. Like, they no, can give no, two he, shits. Like, they really could. That's what he tells me, too. Like, I hear his phone conversations. Like, he really figures it out. This guy does more living in a day than people do in a month. Like, he wakes up in the morning. He does his little thing. He meets his little buddies. They go to the Portuguese bar. You know what I mean? He, or you said it, Rance. You, you analyzed it perfectly. He hustles a little bit. He'll do a big gig, make some money, take some time off. Hell, the guy goes to Winnipeg, like, almost every other weekend for four days to see his family. Like, I'm sitting there. I never know what the hell this guy's doing. Like, you know what I mean? All I know is he's not here. Like, he's just. He's just—he's living life like I say. That's the thing about these guys—you you nail hit the nail on the head. They don't work for anybody; they work for themselves. No, no, Very exactly. Good. No, exactly. You'll notice, like you know what I mean. The Portuguese—they'll get their own business, and they don't care about like becoming you know the next Bill Gates. But no. you know they sustain and they they live their lifestyle after. But that's the thing—we get caught up in this crap here in North America with the. You know, the workaholic stuff and, all oh, you better work because you're going to get left behind. you got to make money. You're lazy. And, like, they've really brainwashed people here in North America uh, with yeah. this stuff. <laughs> like, who created this 9 to 5? Like, it wasn't God. I know. Like, God didn't say, oh, you must work eight hours a day for the 9 to 5. Like, you know, like, think about it. People work 9 to 5 for, like, 50 years for a company and then just die. I know. Yeah, you know, they spent more life at the office than they did, like with their wife or their kid, or just enjoying life, or it's whatever. Like, yeah. Look, I, when fall I went to in Mexico. Trap, I mean, yeah, we all. This do. is this it's is like, different. We're not in a warehouse, so like, exactly. You know I, mean? I enjoy exactly. I'm just running yeah. my mouth. It's, it's a little fun. different, but still, I'm still a prisoner of it too. You know what I mean? We are, but we're, yeah, our, our job's better, but you're right, man. I remember when I went to Mexico, and I remember, forget, I'm in the hot tub, and I'm just chilling. I'm having a beer, relaxing for the first time. Like, oh, man, life's great. You know, I got a couple days off, whatever. And I went there. guy from Belgium's like, I got 14 weeks holiday. I'm spending one in Mexico. I'm like, 14 weeks? I just look over him like, what the hell? I go, yeah, that's right, oh, yeah, European yeah, yeah. way. The European way, work less. Yeah. <laughs> You know the, the the crazy the the country though where they, they they work freaking hard, but they take a lot of time off too is Germany. Yeah, Germans are yeah that's so it's the they same way. Like Germans like are workaholic nut jobs, but like you said, it's sort of mandatory because they know all right you guys are too crazy you'll never stop working. So they basically you get paid. You know, like you get paid. Like my father's uh, wife was German. She was pretty successful and. Same thing, Cam. Like they, you're kind of, basically you get paid for a month. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, pick what month you're off. You're off for a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and Joe told month. like, yeah, Joe told and me also to get paid. You'll be a better worker when you come year. back. Instead you're of absolutely you true, account, you're refreshed, yeah. and they they feel they get more productivity out of you anyways. They get thirteen paid thirteen months for twelve too. Another thing yeah, in their exactly. system, they get they get extra money. Manchester United tied it up. Uh, they're up three to one, three three on aggregate now. Things are happening. Wow. Get crazy. Get crazy. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're getting pretty crazy here in this soccer stuff. Um, I dodged the bullet, so Roma Roma wins but don't win. This is where it gets confusing. So, uh, or excuse me, uh, Porto beats Roma, but they, they haven't won. So it's 2-1. Porto wins the game 2-1. Porto beats Roma 2-1, just to be clear. Uh, but they're tied at three now. So they, they're going into extra time because they're tied at three because it's the aggregate of both games. Yeah. And uh, Manchester United have just knocked out Paris Saint-Germain because they scored uh, they scored three goals on the road. Like you get more, you know, you get more goals for the road. You get more like uh, wow. Yeah, it says yeah. So that that. They're tied 3-3 on aggregate, but Manchester United advances, correct? Manchester United wins on away goals. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you're tied, but you scored more on the road, you advance. Yep. So, correct. the thing is, with, with Porto with Porto here and Roma, they both won 2-1. <laughs> you know what I mean? On their whole pitch, they're dead even. Like, yeah, there's no advantage because they're saying, hey, it's tougher to score on the road than it is at home. Like, soccer, they know what they're doing. Like, it's it's very like life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just sort of, it's like, yeah, you're tied. But these guys scored three goals in Paris. That's harder to do. You know what I mean? So, it, it's interesting. So, now we got, uh, got Porto and Roma going on. I guess they play 30 minutes now. Unless, I don't, I don't even know in the Champions League. Do they go right to the shootout? No, they 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 play extra. It says it, well. It says yeah. It says full time here, right? So what the hell is going on? Are they gonna if it's there? Or do they go right into? I thought they'd play some kind of extra period. The Manchester United game is over. Well, normally, it's, it's, Cam. Yeah, normally it's thirty minutes. So they they yeah they should be playing fifteen minutes. Two halves. Fifteen minutes. So it's not sudden death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Golden. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They keep on playing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't I don't know. I mean, like in the World Cup, uh, they used to play for like an hour, so they go. To... I don't know. They're flipping a coin now. Yeah, we'll find out. What's going on? <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Ann Campster with the Fantasy Sports Radio News Update. 
It looks like the Antonio Brown saga sweepstakes, whatever you call it, will be over by this Friday. Hopefully, the Pittsburgh Steelers now asking potential trade partners for their best offer for the All-Pro receiver. Brown due his $2.5 million bonus March 17th. According to Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network, three teams have entered the fray for Brown over the last 40 hours, but the New York Jets and Arizona Cardinals out of the mix. The Redskins, Titans, and Raiders have previously been identified as potential trade partners for AB. The Steelers, uh, they want to accommodate the Browns' trade request, but they say uh, they're only going to do it for the proper and reasonable compensation. Raiders quarterback Derek, Derek Carr, while speaking at a charity function, said he'd love to come for Brown to come to the Raiders. Welcomes him with open arms, adding the Raiders need a lot more talent to join the Silver and Black. Gabe mentioned craziness in the Champions League today. FC Porto beat out Roma 2-1. to one. It's 3-3 on aggregate. I think we're going to kicks. Manchester United beat Paris no, Saint-Germain 3-1. Extra time. Perfect. We're going to extra time. Extra time. Extra time. Perfect. Extra time. Manchester United beat PSG Paris Saint-Germain 3-1. What a comeback by the Reds. They get it done on away goal, so Manchester United gets through. And as we know yesterday, Real Madrid, who owned the Champions League, got bounced yesterday. The Cleveland Browns have cut linebacker Jamie Collins today. Cleveland wanted to trade the talented defensive player but couldn't find any takers. The Brownies saved $9.25 million in cap space after the move. The 29-year-old had an impressive 104 tackles, four sacks, one interception, and a forced fumble. Despite reports, Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley says quarterback prospect Kyler Murray had great interviews at the Combine. Earlier, NFL Network's Charlie Cassidy says, hey, Murray interviewed poorly. Riley dismissed that story. Former Green Bay fullback John Kuhn retiring as a Packer today. As we discussed Bryce Harper's comments yesterday, Gabe, about Mike Trout's future, we said, hey, a little collusion, and let's just say the Angels front office noticed what we were talking about. The Angels contacting Major League Baseball about a possible tampering violation about Harper's plan to recruit Trout to the Phillies in a couple years. Harper might receive a fine for using Trout's name in his radio interview, but the punishment's going to be minimal, and Bryce Harper, like Matt Kuchar before, doubled down on his comments, saying today he wouldn't have said it if he didn't mean it. Earlier he said he'd be crazy not to try to lure Trout to the Philadelphia Phillies. More to come here, probably a small fine. The Boston Red Sox say they're discussing different scenarios with ace Chris Sale on a new contract. The Astros and Phillies still in the mix for free agent lefty Dallas Keuchel. Nobody pulling the trigger yet. The Texas Rangers locking up a piece of their future. Good move here. Talented uh, receiver, reliever Jose LeClerc. He's very good and they signed him to a four-year deal worth $14.75 million. In Hoops News, big man Andrew Bogut coming back to the NBA and the Golden State Warriors. He's received clearance from Australia and the NBA and will sign a one-year deal with the league minimum after playing with the Sydney Kings of the Australian NBA. Busy night in the association, 10 games on the docket. Many at Detroit, Pistons 5, 223 and a half. Dallas at Detroit, Wizards minus 5 and a half, 233. Miami taking on Charlotte, Hornets minus 3, 216. San Antonio, six-point favorite at Atlanta, 235 and a half. Cleveland at your Brooklyn Nets game, Nets minus 9 and a half, 227 and a half. Utah, four and a half on the road against New Orleans, 229 and a half. Philly laying four and a half at Chicago, Embiid out, 230 is your total. Knicks at Phoenix, Suns minus four, 226. Boston, minus two and a half against Sacramento, 229 the total there in the late one. Denver at LeBron and the Lakers, Nuggets five and a half point road favorites, 233 and a half. Duke, Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett among the semifinalists for the NCAA Player of the Year honors. As for Williamson, he's expected to mix Duke's final game against UNC this weekend, but Coach K expects him to be ready for the ACC tournament. Top 25 action tonight, 630 start, number mark, number 16 Marquette laying two and a half at Seton Hall, and number 10 LSU is at Florida.
and LSU is a one-point favorite there. 140 is the total for the NHL. Washington and Philly, six and a half. Toronto laying 200 in Vancouver. Total six and a half. St. Louis at Anaheim. Blues minus 185 on the road. Five and a half year over under. And Calgary at Vegas. Golden Knights minus 50. Total six. And Gabe, BJ Penn coming back to try to get his first win since 2010. And he's going to fight Clay Guida, the carpenter, your old buddy, May 11th there. So, oh my God, the old guys still, they keep on going at it. Stick around, everybody. We'll talk UFC and a whole lot more with our friend Gamblu coming up a little bit later on the show. Stay tuned, everybody. It's Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage on Radio. Level 2. LouGamblu.com uh, will join us in a couple of moments as uh, we've been tracking this soccer uh, throughout the uh, the first hour of the program. Manchester United off to the quarterfinals uh, right now in dramatic uh, fashion. 3-1. 3-1 victory. And man, I, I gotta tell you, so uh, Lukaku, uh, the, the guy from uh, the Belgium team, stepped up two goals uh, today, Camp, uh, for Manchester United, but I'm seeing right now, let me see the odds here, but I think I just saw someone say that they were 16-1 to 1 to advance to the quarters. Lukaku? Yeah, Lukaku scored twice, early and often. Yeah. Uh, second minute, 30th minute. Good for him. Yeah, I don't know, now, man. That's a, that's, a big, that's a big win over PSG, but I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of good teams left. Um, PSG, PSG flames out once again. Um, massive choke job. Like this is uh, that's that's disastrous. Manchester United had a ton of injuries too. They had the guys who were sick. They had guys who were out. Like this game, like uh, you know, what were PSG? I think PSG were uh, like minus two twenty favorites in this game. Minus two twenty favorites. Twitter's blowing up right now. Pizzola tweets: PSG had a uh, goal differential of plus sixty four through twenty six matches in the French league. How terrible is the rest of the league? Um. That's a good point. It was just an underachieving performance uh, today from uh, Paris Saint-Germain. They had numerous opportunities early in the first half to bury balls, and they didn't do it, and uh, it catches up to them. Feels like forever. Feels like it's been forever since Man U's been, like, relevant or, like, sort of in, 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 a, big, in a big spot. I'm scrolling here, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm going to find the odds. Scrolling. <laughs> Scrolling. Scrolling, uh, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Keep scrolling. Now in custody. Yeah, well, yeah, they have a show called Escaping R. Kelly. It was kind of like bound to happen. You know, like you got, it's not just one witness. It's kind of like one of those things like, hey, you got, you got like prisoners basically in your home there. Like, I, it's actually crazy the stuff that's happened there. Like, wow. Interesting. Got office the first time too. Well, not this time. It's not happening. Yeah, now they have um, now they have a TV series on Michael Jackson, and they're all shocked that Michael Jackson. They're reliving uh, for one reason or another. I don't know why. Guys, dead. Just leave, leave them be. Yeah, I'm with you. We already know about that one. Like R. Kelly's. He's already been so. to court. He's already been in a court of law. All exactly. right. He was found not guilty. He's dead. Can't defend himself now. Right. So it's easy, easy to pile on. I guess that's the that's the new deal. Um, 
It's the same crap with like uh, John Wayne. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, John Wayne's oh, dead. John. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I was shocked that he was racist, but John John Wayne's dead. That's where we're at right now. Like no one, like no one's safe. Like even if you're dead, they go after you now. In today's day and age, it's pretty hardcore. It's like, I gotta know, tell you, the wasting game, time. You can prove whatever you want. He's dead. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. You said he was racist, but what we read was like, ooh, like John Wayne kind of took racism up a notch, like really old school. Like we knew, he, like yeah. Did it surprise you? No, the level of it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. All right, so uh, Lou from Gamblue.com uh, will join us in a couple of minutes. On the other side, we'll talk to UFC little NHL. I try to uh, find those odds, but I think, like I said, I think we're 16 to 1. Facing the adversity uh, that they were facing. Man, you advances. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage in the radio, Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. Trying to think, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, a good uh, betting karaoke uh, version of this uh, song camp. I like parlays. <laughs> Lay down on a money line. line parlays. They'll screw you every night. I will tell you, money line parlays. They suck real big. Trust me. I actually played a couple of two teams. I got a couple of two teamers on the college card. Yeah, two uh, key teamers are good. Two teamers are good. Like that's what I've learned, Gabe. It's like I, I I had a big self chat last night. I told you I'm with a new book. I put the money in. I had to go to the Shoppers Drug Mart to do the cards. Real money. Gotta be smart. Two game round robins. I'm done with like the three and four game ones. They never work out. There's always that one game. The two, the two you could live with and get take back. That's the way to go. Two gamers, not five. Two. So uh, we've got Lou Gamblu uh, uh, with us. It's a UFC uh, week. Uh, NHL uh, NHL playoffs are around the corner. Uh, Champions League action continues. We'll keep our eye on this uh, Porto and Roma uh, match three three aggregate right now. They're in uh, they're an extra time in the hundred and third minute of play. But uh, Lou, it's always a pleasure. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing great, guys. And you know we get talking each week. And uh, we have our agenda, and there's always plenty to talk about, but I never get a chance to say thank you to both of you for giving me this great exposure weekly to be able to come on and and speak with uh, your crowd. And I take it that I know your crowd's listening to you all over the world, but primarily I love addressing the East Coast, and I know you're strong out there, and I'm working hard to try and throw out some winners for your listeners. Well, we appreciate uh, your time. Uh, we appreciate Big your time, time as well, uh, Lou, uh, on the show. 
So uh, let's jump in right now. It's uh, man, the UFC cards are just coming out fast and furious. Um, it feels like it was like uh, years ago already that John Jones and Smith fought uh, the other night. But in Auspicious debut, I mean, look, there was some controversy with the Robbie Lawler fight. I'm not, I'm not calling out Herb Dean. It's easy on TV for everyone to say, "Well, look, look." I mean, Robbie Lawler's arm went limp, you know, and and evidently, Herb Dean asked him, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you there?" And Robbie didn't respond. Maybe he didn't hear because it's loud in the arena, etc. Um, but it was it was a weird it was a weird fight, weird way to end. Listen, I had John Jones and Ben Askren parlay together, so I sort of dodged a bullet. But I got to tell you, Lou. I was less than impressed with Ben Askren. Like, all the hype and, oh, he'll beat this guy and that guy and all this type stuff. He couldn't even take Robbie Lawler down, bro. And I know it's just one fight and one little sample size, but the, the level of competition that Ben Askren fought was like, that's like uh, that's like arena football next to the NFL, dude. Like, it was nowhere near UFC caliber. I, you know, I'm looking forward to smashing, like, the opponent of Ben Askren when he fights someone good. I think Ben Askren's going to lose in the UFC, Lou. Yeah, and I don't. <clears throat> I think what he did against Lawler, first of all, he was—he himself was queer after he banged his back of his head on that flip early in the fight, and Robbie was flushing him on the face. And in, in both of those occasions, I think both guys flickered in and out, and, and you can flicker in and out. And, uh, you know, I was talking to a renowned uh, MMA coach here in town, and we talk regularly. And I was kind of voicing the same sentiments you were, Gabe. It was like, hey, you know, he went limp, and and he was out. And the coach said to me, hey, Louie, they're, they're only asleep. So in the case of submissions, I'd like to see the thing go one or two seconds too late because they always wake up. And you know what? He's got a great point. And uh, whether you're on the side that Askren won or Robbie got screwed doesn't really matter. What happens in these things is the result is recorded and they're going to end up moving forward. Uh, they may give Askren a much more difficult foe, but I don't know if there is a more difficult foe. I think Askren matches up better to Colby and Usman and Woodley than he does to Robbie Lawler. Yeah, but he's not... He's not uh... He's not he's not on that level yet for to get that fight. I mean, who's who's next up for him? Listen, Dana White wants Usman. a rematch with Robbie Lawler. They, they, well, I, I think Usman's saying screw Colby. We're we're going to fight Ben, and so who knows what it, what's going to end up happening? All I know is this: whoever they give him to, and whoever they give Usman to, I, I'll be there to look at the lines and make an opinion, but. Speculating on who's going to fight who is out of my class. I don't do it. So, uh, so Dana White wants Ben Askren to fight Robbie Lawler over again because you know, he can't he find really think... a, he can't find a more difficult opponent for him than that. That that's why. No, that's not true, Lou. What Robbie Lawler's the most difficult opponent for Ben Askren? I think he's a. I think he's a very. He was as tough a first fight coming into the UFC as they could give Askren. Would you agree to that? Uh, yeah, this, you know, stylist, I don't know. I mean, I listen, I respect the hell out of Robbie Lawler, but I don't think Robbie's the same fighter as he was a couple of years ago. I think the the, the, the toll of, of the damage has caught up a bit of the, the, the pure wars that he's been in. 
And, you know, it was stylistically an interesting fight, right? I mean, Robbie Lawler, the striker, versus, the, you know, the wrestler. And it was kind of strange. The wrestler couldn't take the striker down, but ended up uh, winning via submission. No, I don't know. We'll respectfully disagree. I just, I personally think, I think that people's opinions of Ben Askren are are over. I think they're overvaluing him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. He was a good wrestler. I, I he's world class wrestler, and uh, and all this. But he's thirty four years old. You know what I mean? It's not like suddenly, and he's he's way behind the curve. He's thirty four, and he hasn't fought in like the level of mixed martial artists that. That that are in the UFC, I mean, and, yeah, I, you know, I think we. It, I just I don't see him. I mean, look, he's going to fight Darren Till next. That seems to be the fight. That's who he wants to fight. Askren's calling out Till. Um, that's the easiest so that, matchup he could have. Well, that's that's why he's calling him out, and that's why. That's right. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Who's calling him? Right. <laughs> but Gabriel, Gabriel, I do want to tell you, I I do agree with you, and, and and the way that I would voice it, and I think maybe we're agreeing here, is that Askren's he, he's so good at wrestling. Well, I, I give him that, and I don't think anyone can touch him there. But if he does get beat, it's going to be because he lacks any kind of well-rounded mixed martial arts arsenal. And Usman showed that he had that. Mm-hmm. Yet, we've seen this before, Lou, where a fighter will win a title and stuff, and you're like, oh, he's the second coming. And, you know, you don't know how fighters going to handle success, right? It's a big thing. I mean, look, look at Colby Covington. He got an intern belt, and the guy runs around like an idiot. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, know, I, I, you know, you don't know, right? You, know, you don't know. I, you know, you could, I could argue, though, that he's not scared of Colby Covington, that he just doesn't want to fight him because he thinks Colby Covington's an idiot. And he doesn't really just even want to acknowledge him because Colby, you know, confronted him after. And, you know, the manager, Ali, is always in the middle of it. But you're right, Lou. Let's not, uh, let's talk about fights that, you know, that we know are going to happen uh, sure. as opposed to the hypothetical. But I'm just stating, I was, I was underwhelmed. I always thought Ben Askren was a little overhyped in the mixed martial art perspective. And, you know, I was just, I was underwhelmed uh, with that. But I'm not taking it away. I'm not taking this win away. And I, I don't and I blame, respect I don't that blame opi- her. And I respect, your, I respect your opinion. I can see how you would say that after that fight. I think that's total legit. All right. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the card uh, this week. Um, where is this card, Lou? Wichita, Kansas, baby, and I'll tell you what, it's just about three hours south of my old hometown, Omaha, Nebraska, deep in the heartland. Wichita, home of serial killer BTK. Yeah, Wichita, Wichita. (laughs) Have they ever been there before? I I can't imagine so. No, they have not. They were in Lincoln, they were in Lincoln, Nebraska, again, probably two hours north of Wichita in last fall. Uh, but I, lo- I think it's great the UFC goes to the first year he didn't understand the risk. I love it. So, the fight cards are a little bigger. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
All right, if you can, yeah, you got to turn the levels up. Uh, so our guests can hear the music. So when we go to break, so we can hear the music as well. But uh, you know that 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 doesn't seem yeah, to be a whisper two thousand. Yeah, I don't know. Like we've asked for like the last yeah, six yeah. months and said we can't we can't hear the music, but it does, doesn't seem to matter. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter. Never, nevertheless. So uh, Lou Gamble uh, was with us. So going to uh, to Wichita. They fought in uh, I don't know where they've been in St. Louis before. I know Beltor used to be in St. Louis, but I'm seeing like Saint Zach, Lewis, like Lincoln. there's guys here. Like where's uh, like there's Tim Means. I mean, I was expecting sort of that crew, and they're all from. They're actually from the area. Yeah, uh, you've got some Midwesterners. Yeah. The one, the one guy, Drew Roberts from Omaha. Company. Yeah, that was St. Louis. They've had fights in Kansas City. They they did Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, it, but but the, you know, I looked to see what regional kids. There's two Nebraska kids on the card. Uh, one a Doug, one a favorite that I think are both going to show real well. They'll have a lot of fans there. Uh, but for the most part, you know, you got other, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kids from the U.S. there. All right, so we got Junior Dos Santos and uh, and Derek Lewis as as the main event. Uh, Junior Dos Santos, not the fighter that he used to be, uh, but Derek Lewis isn't, you know, a fast guy. So Santos is freaking dangerous still. I mean, if he hits you, you're in a lot of trouble. I mean, Santos got great hands. He's just a little slow. Uh, Lou right now, but you know, can Derek Lewis do anything about it? What do you make of uh, this? I'm somewhat surprised to see that the number the number is what it is. I mean, it opened at minus 145, and I'm seeing minus 200s right now. Yeah, and I hate to agree with that line movement. I like to go the other way, but I, I have to agree with that line movement. I mean, yeah, Derek Lewis is ranked three, uh, but to me, uh, whilst Dos Santos is not the same fighter, just like you say, Gabriel, what he is is an improved fighter as far as IQ is concerned. No longer is he going to just go in there and he gets popped and he's going to go toe-to-toe. In his last two fights, two big, huge, brawling statues, just like he's going to fight in Derek Lewis, he was able to manage his space Use his boxing, a sturdy jab, stay outside, and over time, wear these guys out through attrition. And you're right, Dos Santos, he has not lost his power. He just doesn't have snap or quickness or depth movement anymore. But in the heavyweight division, that's where you can get away with no depth movement. And and Derek Lewis, to me, is a six-minute fighter. So Dosan, Dos Anjos, excuse me, <laughs> Dos Santos, the junior Dos Santos, is going to have to really manage the first five minutes uh, with his IQ and stay the distance, uh, pepper this guy with a jab, kick him up, get this fight to the second round. And then once the fight gets to the second round, I think it's junior Dos Santos to pick this guy apart. And when Lewis gasses, and we know he's going to, uh, his only shot's going to be to try and tackle Dos Santos and get him to the ground and get on top. So, provided Dos Santos continues to use the IQ he showed against Ivanov and Tuivasa, I agree that he should be a favorite here. Lou Gamblu.com uh, with us. And if you notice, Cam, the uh, the co-main event is actually Dos Santos. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Dos Santos. And how do you Dos say Santos. that name? Ali. 
Elizio Zaleski Dos Santos. EZDS versus Melinder. Yeah, a lot of Dos Santos a card there, Lou. <laughs> there is, uh, and I think I think in both the main and co-main, both Dos Santoses are live now. In the co-main event, the uh, Zaleski Dos Santos is a, is a slight dog, and I'm not quite sure I agree with that. Uh, Millinder is a long, tall, lanky, striking-based fighter, but really shy on experience. And Zaleski Dos Santos, he's going to acquiesce and stand there in the middle of the octagon. And while he's giving away a little reach, legs and arms, and some size, uh, is, I think Zaleski Dos Santos is, is a vicious, mean fighter. And if he gets inside the pocket, I think he can surprise Millinder. I, I, I like the Brazilian in this spot. Uh, small, uh, small underdog. Not even plus money. You know, minus one hundred five. But uh, Millinder is minus one twenty five or so. Tim Means uh, returns to the octagon. Tim Means minus two twenty against uh, Nico Price. Price is uh, plus one seventy in this spot. Uh, Lou, uh, you like that? Ben Rothwell's back actually too. I see uh, Ben Rothwell is back. Uh, Darius versus uh, Dober. Um, uh, Tim Boach. They're going old school. Old school, bad intention, sure guys. And for the record, FC Porto just scored. <laughs> uh, they're up. Uh, they're up three one. Um, so, what, what are you making the rest of the fights here, Lou? Uh, anything catch your eye? Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, both Rothwell in his last fight before suspension and Ivanov have both their last fight was a loss to Dos Santos. I think this Ivanov is very one dimensional, and Ben Rothwell puts guys to sleep. I, I like Rothwell a little in the spot. He's a short dog. I mentioned earlier, Drew Dober coming down from Omaha, Nebraska. This is going to be a, back, a backyard fight for him. And he's a scrappy, little, compact striker. And Dariush has been known to be put to sleep. I'm not so sure that uh, Dariush telling everyone that he's coming back to enter the top 15 means that his game is capable enough for him to do this. And uh, Dober's won his last three. So... I would point people for Drew Dober as a potential underdog. I would point people uh, uh, towards uh, Marle- uh, I'm not sure which Sergio Mores against Martin. I, I, I tend to I tend to want to like the Brazilian in that spot a little bit, even though uh, Rocky Martin has moved up to 170. And, and look pretty good. And then if we go way down yonder to the early prelims, uh, this Morono and Otto fight looks pretty interesting to me in that the styles will determine for us who's going to win. If this is a stand-up fight, I think Morano's going to have an advantage. But Otto is a square, thick, incoming, determined guy, and I think he can get Morano to the floor. I think Otto is a... I, I, I tread lightly with these early fights on the on the uh, undercards, but I think Otto's live. Uh, Louis Smoke is on the card, Lou, against uh, against uh, Max Schnell. Uh, what, what do you make of this fight? Great, um, <laughs> great, great. what Max Schnell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Smoke and Schnell. It just sounds like an old like that's like what I'd see a poster for in a bar in a bare knuckle fight. Like they got some good handles on these fighters. They're great fighting names, man. Are these guys yeah, this, this card, guys, no stars. Well, you know, Junior Dos Santos used to be a star. But yeah. you've got a lot of sort of, of desperate, 
desperate guys that are at crossroads of their careers and must wins, and yeah. which should make some for some nice fighting, actually, Lou. Like I said, you got a guy like Smoker. He's been in the UFC. He got you know he got he he left the UFC. He's back uh, right now. You know Tim Boach. He's got a lot of guys that I would assume have a lot of bills that need to be paid <laughs> on this card. Yeah, and and believe me, they're not going to pay all of them with what they're going to make from Wichita. But I will say uh, that after a, after a long hard run, Smoker has uh, gotten himself sober. And he won his last fight. Uh, I, I like his improvement. Uh, Shell's no, uh, Snell's no uh, slouch. I, I really, I, I'll tell you what I see in this fight. I see Schmolka opening 210 and getting bet down to uh, a current close to pick. So to me, yeah, to me, it's it's a Schmolka or pass kind of a fight. And I tend to want to, Schmolka was good before he, got derailed there recently, and so provided he's sober, I think that that could provide great focus for a kid. I, I tend to take the value there on Louis Smolka. Yeah, Smolka's only 20, 27 years old. He's been in there with some pretty tough fighters. Um, he's faced, like, adversity and pressure before. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Snell brings to the table here. 2-0 uh, and in the UFC, but uh, this is a step up in class uh, for him. Should be an interesting, uh, interesting card this week. Uh, we actually had, it was a nice, profitable card for us on Saturday. Well, we we did okay. We got through it. Uh, we hit a. You know, what was nice with the Diego Sanchez and the over was good. Hitting Diego plus money and hitting the over one and a half, one and a half, man. God, I wish I would have put more. And then I hit over one and a half. And we hit for the that John dog Jones of the night, Gabe. The Smith fight too. The fight of the night too. And when you were talking to Lou, that dog came in. Lou at uh, plus one forty there, and that was a good fight. Like, uh, yeah, no, it was very, very good day, Gabe. You're right, lots of profit. Yeah, yeah. yeah Munoz did my, a great job. Great fight. My boy Munoz came in. Johnny Walker came in. I had Diego Sanchez, and and then Woodley uh, laid an egg for us. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it happens. Yep, that it was, happens. I but I don't know. It's one thing you know, to lose, you, but I don't know. I don't know what the hell, man. Like he's, he just couldn't let it go. He couldn't get into a rhythm. He just couldn't. Yeah. He just never was comfortable. Like I guess you know, part of it is like, oh, you know, what the hell are you doing, Woodley? But got to give credit to uh, to Usman for suffocating him and just never letting him step at all, at all. Like Usman was on him, and I, you know, it's pretty crazy. But he broke tired. He broke Woodley's will. He really yeah, did. I, I mean, totally, Woodley really I totally fun. agree. I totally agree. I tend to think that Woodley had an off night and didn't, for whatever reason, didn't have it all. But I, I don't say that Woodley slipped. I say Usman went out and earned it because that's what he did. Uh, he really did, and we'll see. We'll see if he can keep that. Uh, see if he keeps that uh, going. All right. So in- interesting card here. Like I said, it's not star laden, but does I don't care about stars. I care about winning bets. And uh, whether it's a, a, a nice betting card, it looks like it is a decent uh, betting card here. All right, we'll take uh, one. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll, come, we'll talk a little hockey, a little hockey uh, with Lou, and then anything else uh, Lou uh, wants to wrap things up with. Cam's got some uh, golf picks for us uh, a little bit later on. Sure, I've got a ton of college basketball and NBA picks as well, and I played Vegas in the NHL tonight. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. My team growing up, believe me, I lived it, and it, and it ain't it, it ain't advisable. Yeah, we're back now, Lou. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you're the best, Lou. Game <laughs> decisions, baby. Talk out of the brakes. Back to back to live action. We someone talk talk into it before. <laughs> yeah, that would be the baddest box. To be louder. I told you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you're actually, you're, you're, really you're making very good yeah, points for your argument. Up. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. He's got it cranked up, but I can turn it up louder. But if I turn things up louder, that's when I get the uh, uh, distortion. The I know. That's yeah, why so I keep mine I low. We've had the echo. We we basically had the echo discussion before. we got to keep it at our levels. It's up to other people. You're right, Rancy. Can't, we can't go any other way. Now, i got to be honest, Kev. Uh, Everyone I talk to blames you for the level, uh, the echo. Of course they do. Of course they do. It's always they, my fault. It uh, can't, can't be anybody no, else. Well, I'm saying, yeah, I know, but I think you, you have something turned up or something. we got to go through a call. Um, our tech guy was going to call hearing you, it actually, today. over the phone. Correct? Oh, yeah, I hear it. I hear it every day. I just have it so minimal. Oh. No, it's never gone away. That's why oh. I can't hear anything. Because I've, I've, I've oh. chosen oh. not hearing the music and everything low than hearing my voice like bounce back to me constantly okay but uh, but nevertheless this is a this is a meeting this is a uh, thing that should be done off the air <laughs> so lou with us correct uh, gamblu gamblu.com um so um we went went through the ufc lou you're going to vegas later in the week to get some uh, get some hockey action in here you're so what your study's done it's time to uh, to hit the futures now I, I have uh, I have a couple of uh, you know reasonable positions that I took in January. One on the Jets, one on the Islanders. Uh, but I'm going up there tomorrow, and I'm gonna. Uh, I, it, I'm, it's such that I'm gonna have to make two or three stops. I'm gonna or not tomorrow. I'm going Friday, but I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna start north, and I'm gonna hit two or three places until I can place what I have to place. And uh, I'm not a huge uh, gambler. I've never been one. Uh, to believe that it's how much you bet. I think it's how much you win. Uh, but in this particular case, I'm going to drop a bomb or two. And uh, when I'm done with it and all the positions are made, of course I will share. But I hesitate I, I to before that. So when you say a bomb, a bomb future, like what? Like, so $2,000? You know, futures, you know, the odds. Ooh, oh, 10 times. Ooh, really? You're dropping. 20 grand. You're going okay. bombs. I like it. Bombs. That, that is a bomb on a future. Automobile. Honestly. Automobile futures. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a nickel and dime guy anyway. So, I mean, I, not on the UFC. I won't bet a 500 or a 1,000 unless it's really big. But uh, on a hockey future, uh, the Islanders, I have a five. And uh, the Winnipeg, I have a 1,000. But this, this is going to be a team other than those two. And, and it's going to be a pretty uh, a pretty decent position. We'll see if it can come true. 
That's 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 a big play. And I've I've bet big plays before myself. Like you know, I've put I put eighteen thousand dollars on one Super Bowl. I put you know I've in that range a couple of times. I've bet a lot, but I don't I don't have the I've never had the Kahuna's to bet like a major future like that. And I don't think for the future long enough actually ever. Um, so I respect. Uh, I also want, I, res- I, I, I respect it. I, I also want to disclose that that's not all my money. I have a couple of clients that that my football clients that have followed me in hockey. They're believers. We've talked about this for a couple of years, and so there's four of us going in on this position, just so that it, I don't want to make myself out to be some big whale yeah. because I'm and not. You guys. You guys play like you're gonna play like three for teams type thing. We're gonna play one team, and we're all going in on the same one. Ooh, ooh! Wow! All right. We, we, we're hearing, hearing who the team was after the fact. They're tr- they're <laughs> trusting me on this one, and and uh, you know, I I, uh, I I think it's only fair that I invest with them, and that's the agreement we came to, and. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll just have to see, you know, what the prices are when I get up there and start driving up and down the strip. I'd like to be done by about one o'clock on Friday morning because I I want to jump on uh, Vsin for a second talk about the fight. So we'll see if I can get all that done. I will say this, Lou. Um, uh, I would check around because you know Gabe and I we talk about uh, situational regional betting. If you can, uh, for something, if you're going with that kind of cake and coin, I'd, I'd search online, too, because I find a lot of the onlines, you get a lot better odds. I always find sometimes when I go to Vegas, I'm disappointed when I want 11, yeah, I'm only getting eight, you know? Yeah, but Cam, yeah, you're betting that drop type the of weight. chunk. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're betting that type of chunkage. You, can't, you could do it online. It would be a real pain in the ass to do it. And if I'm betting that yeah. type of chunkage... I don't not want only to send that, it to Costa Rica. I'm not sending it to Costa Rica. Sportsbooks no, don't even want yeah. to pay you more than fifty thousand dollars, etc. So no, and then work, and then right? I get yeah. To, yeah. and then I get tagged, and they tag me, especially yeah, yeah. if I win it. Yeah, if I win it, it yeah. I don't get paid. I get kicked out. I so going offshore to me. I try and present Bad myself idea, as a parlay. I play, a, <laughs> yeah, I, I play some parlays. <laughs> I play some parlays <laughs> offshore so that they think I'm a puke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Smoke this segment. Yeah, Yeah, come come on, Cam. (laughs) Yeah, come on, Cam. Yeah, I'm just saying, my buddy took my buddy took a book there for like uh, on one for sixty five grand, and he got paid. Just telling you, he got paid. Yeah, they also story. They also banned him and and block his bets and make him bet small amounts. Uh, They circle a few of his. They circle a few of his things when he's going bananas. But yeah, yeah, it's it's. (laughs) So so Gabe, you took the night. You took the Golden Knights tonight, huh? Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm going to be a day late, dollar short, because I keep on—I've been wrong on the Flames on a couple of occasions. I think the Flames are a little overrated. I like—I think Vegas starting to peak at the right time, actually, Lou. Right now, I don't know if I don't I think they have totally a Stanley agree. Cup run in them, but they're playing good hockey right now. They are. The new chemistry is helping a little bit. They're trying to—they're trying to find their way through it. But what they're realizing is, is that. Uh, this, the Stanley Cup playoffs—it's very hard, and it just doesn't happen to, to anyone like it happened to them last year. Now, uh, real quickly, I will give you a couple quick hockey insights without taking too much time tonight for for milk money. Well, we got I a think Vancouver. Minutes, 
I think Vancouver's live. I'd, I'd put, if I'm a $10 better, I'd put $2 on Vancouver. If I'm a $100 better, I'd put 20 on them. I, I like Vancouver as a long, as, as a kind of a uh, long shot. And here's the best I can give you, okay? A week ago, I started doing jumping jacks over the freaking Arizona Coyotes. And I'm telling you, this Coyotes team, I believe they're going to make a run. I believe they're going to make the playoffs. And I believe if they can get that eighth spot, they're going to scare the bejeebies out of Calgary. Uh, Rick Tockett played under dynamic coaches that all played hockey from the goal out. Arizona plays the right kind of hockey. They had a five-six game win streak going last night. Anaheim comes in and beats them. Now all the eyes and everybody's going to be forgetting about and ignoring Arizona again. I'm telling you, in the last 12, 13, 15 games, Arizona's going to win ten of them. Just watch them; they'll be dog price. That's a that's a good good hockey team. Yeah, I I, I was going to say, Lou, there's uh, a game tonight. I know it's because of Anaheim and how much they've played, but Anaheim beat Arizona last night since the firing of Carlisle. They've been good. I like St. Louis. You'd be insane to lay 180 with a road team like that in St. Louis. Good team, but that price is way out of whack. Yeah, and every everybody and their mom is on them. I look at the 73% of the tickets are on St. Louis, but only 40% of the money. So uh, if you got some huevos, you're betting Anaheim. And if you don't have huevos, hopefully you got brains and you're not going to bet the game. <laughs> you know, Lou, you want cruel? Uh, you, you, Lou, you're an underdog better. So last night, I took uh, I took uh, the the Ottawa Senators plus two sixty against the New York Islanders. I lost five four in a shootout. I took the New Jersey Devils plus 210 on home ice against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Lost 3-2 in a shootout. I had the Minnesota Wild plus 170 in Nashville. Lost in a shootout. I lost three hockey bets in a row last night. All underdogs. Small plays, but it would have been nice to hit one, two, one or two of them. But three freaking games, Lou, in a shootout last night I lost. If you're in the playoffs, you're gonna you're gonna hit one of those. This freaking three on three and the shootout regular season, it's it's comic book stuff. Uh, let's get into the let's totally. get into the yeah, postseason yeah. where men are men. Amen, Lou. I, I don't even I, I don't even mind the three on three for ten minutes, but there should be never ever ever a shootout to determine a winner and loser when money is exchanged, Marenzi. That's why I do the, we do the old 60-minute reg. I can't, I can't deal with the BS. You made some great plays last night. That's just wrong. I would, yeah, what I would tell enough. you to do, I'd tell you, Gabe, what they tell a basketball shooter when he's gone cold, keep shooting, because you're close. You're due to hit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's, he's reading his, the, the mail correctly. It's just a tough game. Yeah, and what do I do tonight? I go and lay minus 145. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all, like all, that man, all that matters is when they paint the little white F up next to those numbers, so good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No no kidding. Uh, no kidding. Lou, uh, gamblue.com. All right, Lou, so before we get you out of here, we've got a couple of minutes uh, here. Uh, we've got about three minutes, I think. Uh, two and a half, three minutes. Um, Arizona, a lot of talk. So what's going on in, in Arizona? We had a guy on, Bob uh, McNamara. You probably read him. In the, uh, the Arizona Republic, he was on with us yesterday talking about uh, the Arizona Cardinals. 
A lot of balls in the air right now for the Cardinals. You know, potentially drafting Kyler Murray, maybe trading Josh Rosen. Maybe it's all a smokescreen to try to build up hype and get somebody to trade up uh, to for Kyler Murray. Um, what, what are you hearing about the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing basically all the static and noise everyone else is hearing. I mean, they're in the game. They got the options. Uh, I'm not going to speculate on what Kingsbury does because, quite honestly, to me, it doesn't matter what he does because whether he keeps Rosen or trades the kid away, I think time has blumbered this thing up. I think this is a poor, poor uh, way to try and catapult yourself into relevance in the NFL, and I think this thing's going to backfire and cost time his job no matter who they get. And no matter when they get him, do you like uh, do you like Rosen though? You saw him play a bit. How do you assess a kid when he plays behind uh, three, five Tommy deaf, dumb, and blind kids on the offensive line? There's no way to assess the kid. I'll tell you this: <laughs> if if New England picks him up, I'll tell you he's going to be well, a future you... superstar because Bill Belichick knows. <laughs> Excellent point, Lou. Yeah, they're kind of lingering and stuff. Eventually, Brady's going to need a successor. When I saw that story that New England was stiffing around, uh, it's like, oh, God. If they pick up Rosen, the rest of the league, that's not good for them. <laughs> no. Of course they are. It's like it's like I said yesterday or two days ago about like when the Packers saw Deshaun Kaiser was available for nothing. Yep. They were like, we're getting a first-round pick for nothing? All right, we'll take him. You know, we got Aaron exactly. Rodgers, put Kaiser on the sidelines for a couple of years and whatever. Maybe, maybe we just struck gold. Like, the fact that Belichick would like Rosen, would if I was a GM, like I said, I don't know why people don't copy the Patriots more. <laughs> like, I know if Belichick's, if Belichick's calling me for a trade, I ain't taking the call. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Charlie Casserly, former, uh, ch- former uh, you know, longtime GM. This guy's been on TV forever, whatever. Casserly uh, ripped Kyler Murray, said he had the worst interviews ever and it could be a massive mistake uh, to draft him. And uh, somebody noted Bill Belichick actually doesn't talk a lot of smack about people, but he said, when's the last time Charlie Casserly's been right about anything? More wrong than a meteorologist. <laughs> Lou, Gamblu.com. Thanks, Lou. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. See Red Sox pitcher Stephen Wright has received an eight-game suspension without pay after testing positive for a growth hormone releasing peptide 2, GHRP, a performance-enhancing substance, and violation of Major League Baseball's drug prevention and treatment program. Is there any like is there any team in Boston that like doesn't cheat? And like and you know, like honestly, Cam. No, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Like. All right, Red Sox are World Series champions. They have guys who are cheating. Like, Julian Edelman cheats, takes steroids, wins the MVP. 
I guess uh, I guess Stephen Wright will be the World Series MVP now. Uh, after this, <laughs> eighty game PED ban. No, I'm surprised. Constant. It's arms, constant with Boston. his arms not his arms not falling off. Guy's a knuckleballer too. Guy just t- tells you all. You, it's very interesting. Knuckleballer with the PED. Well, we'll see. Yeah, you're right. It never ends in Boston, but you know they they, they never seem to get penalized for it too. It's like, oh yeah, the Patriots did this. The owner's going to see uh, prostitutes in uh, in Florida. Uh, Julian Edelman's cheating. Super Bowl win titles. Nobody does anything about it. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Marenzi. Maybe other teams should start cheating. It's it's really amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. It's actually, really. It's, it's just no, It's just like <laughs> it, it's it never ends. It never ends. Like uh, you know, maybe he'll win. Like I said, I guess he. I guess he can. Uh, he can now be the uh, World Series uh, MVP. You know. This goes back to their, right? their stupid. This goes back to their watches, their their you know their, their eye watches just last year. They got nailed cheating with. You know, Bobby Valentine even told me. He even said they have a system like they have a very like complex cheating system uh, in Boston. They wouldn't even explain it to him. Like he admitted it. We were talking about stealing signs. He said, "Oh, yeah. Boston like really has a system." He goes, "They wouldn't even tell me how they were doing it." Amazing. You know, like, uh, yet, yet, yeah, the Blue, yet the Blue Jays get say. mocked by baseball for having a guy in a white T-shirt in, in the stands. Hey, everybody, they're tipping off pitches. Yeah, really? Okay. That's the least of their problems. Uh, the Jays are notorious at it. But the Jays have they cheat just not very well. Yeah, it doesn't help them. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's the problem. <laughs> they're not winning.